I am allowed to like take up space in this relationship that you say you want to build with me. Like you said, I'm interested. You said you want to get to know me. So I am actually trying to teach you how to get to know me. And if you don't have any questions for me, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And when I tell you cameo, and again, I don't know if he's going to listen to this. And I really, I, I don't, I guess I really don't care either way, but I hope he hears my heart. I'm not judging your character, right? But he did, he said, okay, he'll work on it, number one. And number two, that he just felt that it was like, oh, I'm just some, some, for some reason in my mind, it makes me think that I'm just being nosy. So, and of course I told him it wasn't in this and that or whatever, but I haven't heard from him in like a day. So, you know, my mind, right. It's like, oh my God, see, I'm too much. I'm too much. But the, the healed part of me is like, no, you showed up as yourself authentically. And if he like it for him, not, um, if we never talk again, Mm -hmm. I'm proud of myself because he showed that showed him. I showed him that you are not the man for me then because I just need you to ask me some questions, boo. Lareek, I have so much I need to say. Because <laughs> yes, I can see it, but I just want right. to finish my thought. I can I see can... it. Yes, go, 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 go. But, but you said so much. I'm going to try to work backwards. And so I think one thing that we, we fight against as women is that we very much and very clearly understand that there is a prescribed version of a good woman, a good wife, Right. And that is the person who very much makes a man feel comfortable, who doesn't push back, who um, is his peace, whatever that means, um, who doesn't cause too much ruckus, who who shows up in the relationship prim, proper, and ready. Um, and, and they don't ask a lot of questions. Like they chill. They and, and that is embedded in in who in in our desires to be in a healthy relationship because. I don't know about you, but I know for me, I want to please. Like I have a desire to, like, I want you to be happy with me and with who I am. Um, and sometimes when, when, you know, my thing is on my, on, on, on my podcast is to talk about confessions, being, being honest about who you are, where you are. I don't care what it is being honest. And so one thing that I fight against um, is putting myself first and my pleasure and my desire over somebody that I'm with, Right. Welcome to my party. That's how we do around here. This is Single You, the podcast. I am your host, Rika. And I, I'm an NLP certified life coach and also the founder of Single You Academy. That is my online coaching program. You know what I do? I help the ambitious millennial single woman discover her worth 
that means you, so that you, girl, can stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So if you are a woman who is sick of having an unsuccessful single life, if you are sick of the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, listen, they may have a different name, but it's the same type of relationship. Or you're doing the tug of war back and forth with the same guy and you're sick of that. You want better when it comes to men and setting boundaries, knowing yourself, understanding your worth and what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, I'm willing to bet nobody has ever had that conversation with you. But listen, I'm not here to judge. I have an abusive ex and an ex that cost me $10,000. Yeah, stick around, listen to the podcast enough, and you will hear those stories. All right, so you've come to the right place if you need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach, but I will tell you this. I am no expert. I just learned a few things that I would like to teach you as well. You know, as Maya Angelou says, once you learn, you teach. And when you know better, you do better. So now that I'm doing better, I am reaching back out for you, girl. Here's my hand. Grab it. So thank you and welcome. You're in the right place. I got you if you got you. This is Single You, the podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. Yes, it has been a minute. L- let me tell you something. I done messed around and let Omarion touch me. And I thought I was going to be that 80 year old woman. Like my goal was to get to 95 and be able to tell these little youngsters one day in the nursing home or something that I don't know what they was doing in the early 2020s, but baby, I never got that little Omarion that they was talking about. And uh, I don't mess around and got it. And now I'm that was last Saturday. So I am over a week, I guess, in a couple days removed. I had a negative COVID test today, but I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I still kind of have the cold. And when I tell you I am still winded <laughs> when I'm speaking, this is crazy. Like this, the side effects from what I hear could be worse. I hear that I could have had it worse. Now I did get vaccinated. I believe in the vaccination. I got it. Um, and now I'm about to, I got the Johnson and Johnson, which is apparently the most ghetto hood one. And I still got it and it worked, um, because my fear was, uh, when I was growing up up until like 15, I was really sick. I had asthma. I used to have to breathe through a humidifier before school, everything. Like I was my parents' child in the bubble. So COVID comes around. And of course it's the thing that attacks your lungs. Right. So I was like, well, I got to get vaccinated. So I got vaccinated. Um, and I haven't gotten the booster yet, but now I'm going to get it. <clears throat> because these, the last like five days, I, I'll say, I, so I got it on Saturday and then I started feeling better right around Thursday, Friday. But when I tell you these remnants, <laughs> I'm like, yo, I still can't, like I could breathe the whole time. Like I could take a deep breath and stuff, but the talking, walking upstairs, I had to go make my bed. Uh, Cause you know, I had to wash my sheets and clean my house. And I was like, Oh, I got kind of winded. What is happening? So I know that there are side effects and I'm just praising God that anyway, I survived it. I made it. Um, I don't have to have uh, one of those dramatic, sad stories from this whole pandemic that we're in. Um, I made it. So anyway, I'm back. Yes. So that's what I've been doing. Okay. So uh, I'm glad that you missed me, but I am back 
And today's discussion is going to be a deeper discussion is what I'm calling it with uh, my friend Cameo. Um, she's a Howard University graduate. She is the host of the Good Girl podcast and she's overall a thought-provoking, well-rounded, well-spoken woman. And I wanted to bring her to the platform um, to have this discussion with me. So Cameo, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm excited to be here and I'm so glad that you're feeling um, better. I'm so glad you and Amar Omarion had that short stint. Short stint. You know, I had to kick Omarion out. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm sick of you touching in this ice box and all of the work that to go. <laughs> Um, so he did leave because I'm negative now, but the, like I said, the, the side effects and the remnants, um, it, they're, they're still there, but I'm hoping, you know, I hear 10 days, two weeks, three weeks, and then people have a full recovery. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. for that, um, full recovery. So with that said, um, happy new year, by the way. I feel like we haven't, you know, we, we all of uh, 2021, I feel like we definitely did a lot of lives. We had a lot of conversations, um, but this is our first one in 2022. So happy new year. Happy new year. Happy. I'm, ex I'm excited for this week. That I'm, I'm excited. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm excited about life. Isn't that like a commercial? <laughs> it's, time, it's time to get excited about your life. Right. Right. Get excited. Exactly. So with that, I'm going to read the topic that's at hand, like on the table today. And I am going to try to formulate some great sentences, even though I feel like I have a little bit of brain fog right now, but I know Cameo is going to alley-oop me when I need that slam dunk for sure. I did get this message from a young lady on TikTok. And her question was this, because I always ask everybody, do you have any questions for, you, for me when you send me a DM and, um, you know, you're letting me know what I said that resonated with you? And then I'm always I always end the conversation with, do you have any questions for me? And this young lady said, yes. OK, so one thing I'm like really battling with when it comes to dating is being able uh, <clears throat> to separate my heart from it because. <laughs> and I'm going I'm to I'm read it how she wrote it, okay? <laughs> because I'd be taking men way too deeply sometimes. Any tips when it comes to that, I guess. And what I told Cameo, I said, with this conversation, what I believe that she is asking is how do you slow down the dating process? Because from what I know, the women who are in my DM, my clients, the woman that I was, I was in a constant consistent cycle of being mishandled by men, I guess, leading with our heart. And we'll kind of go into what we, what that means for us uh, individual, individually, but leading with our heart. And then, you know, two months down the road, two years down the road, getting our heart broken. Um, and because, you know, you, you passed up the red flags or what have you. And so again, what I believe that she is asking is how do I slow down this dating process so I can stop this cycle of being mishandled by men. And so before we get into all of the questions that I have for you, I just want to know at first reading this message when I sent it to you and I said, okay, Cameo, let's have this conversation. What do you think about this? What were your original thoughts, your, your first thoughts when you read this message from this young lady? Um, you know, I think if anything, it takes me to, it takes time to process something, but my my first thoughts was were I don't think it's necessarily about um, your heart. I don't think it's a, a personal heart issue, right? 
I think if anything, it is the men you're dealing with type issues or how you decide to engage men. Um, because dating, like that is your heart. I don't, you cannot remove your heart from the dating process. I think you can attempt to manage it. I think you can put boundaries up. I think you can, um, you know, be know yourself and know how you show up. So if you fall for someone quickly, whether it's giving yourself a rule, whether it's knowing like, I need to wait at least three months before I begin to take this person seriously because you fall quickly. I think that may be a better approach, but I don't think a person's heart per se is ever the problem because I think our heart it, just at the center of who we are. We want to be loved. We want to be in a healthy relationship. We want to be in a committed, for the most part, a committed relationship. We um, want to feel emotionally safe, psychologically safe, spiritually safe, physically safe. And those are things that our heart seeks. And so I don't think it's anything wrong, <laughs> you know, with like leading with that desire. That was my first, that was my first thought. Yeah. And I, I, I want to say um, when you were speaking, this came up for me too. Yeah. Like it's not, <laughs> I don't want us to just be these like robots and women who are in this constant state of fear of getting hurt while we're dating. Like I, I we, we could just have fun with it. Right. Like dating should be fun. And I think you're right. I just don't know that there is a, well, I guess there is a way, but I just don't know if it's the best way and the most fun way to be out here dating in these streets. Cause I was going to say, I don't think you can date without your heart, but I guess you could essentially. Um, but I do think that there are levels to it as well. Right. Because the Bible does talk about guarding our heart. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have to figure out on our journeys of figuring out who we are and self-actualizing what does that actually mean? Because, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And, and I think like this idea of it. So two things come to mind. The idea of not dating with your heart. The first thing that came to mind is, is savage. Like you're a savage if you don't, <laughs> if you decide not to date with your heart. And even still then, I still think you're dating with your heart. You're just dating with a broken, hurt heart. Um, if you're dating like, like a savage, right? Where you don't care about people's emotions or feelings. You're just out here doing what you want to do. Um, I also think that there is a lot of conversation about how you should show up in a relationship, like this specific uh, approach, this task, like don't show too much of this, don't do this, You too much feminine energy, too much masculine energy, let him leave, be like, it, it's all these things. And it does create this very much robotic type of person where you aren't allowed just to show up and just be you, like that is it, be you. Do you, do, do you, are you a loving, compassionate, happy, goofy, do that, be that. Because I, I guarantee you, if you're somebody is out there, right, I guarantee you that that person is going to welcome that, that that person is going to love that. And it's not going to be a reason, a reason to discount you um, or to not date you. And, and I'm glad that you brought that up. The, uh, you know, do this, don't do that. All of these rules that we have while we're out here dating. Cause you said something when I first originally sent it to you, it's like, <laughs> because the way social media is set up, right. There's a lot of gurus 
And I know that I, um, you know, claim to be the single girl's life coach and I, and I, and I have my program and, and there's steps that I, um, would give you, uh, for you to date, I guess, authentically, but I would never say that I'm a dating coach or a dating guru or relationship coach. No, no, no. I like to say I'm more of a boundaries coach and a self-love coach because it, it starts with, with you. So we, we have all of these rules and this is what you said. You said, it's like, we're looking for the magic bullet, that one little piece of advice that's going to finally put it all together for us. Like we're the dumb ones because we can't get this relationship thing right. And so you think you're stupid. And then you have all this shame around being the single woman who's 35. And even though your career is popping, you for some reason can't get this like relationship lane right. So I'm looking for that one piece of advice. Do you remember saying that? I, I yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so go ahead. Go ahead. I, I do because, I, and I think that's just because of how it's like, I don't want to go too deep. And I say this all the time. I think it's because of capitalism, right? <laughs> but because it's easy to sell me a, a one, a, a one thing, fix everything, you know, prescription. It's easy to say, um, you have a headache, you know, therefore you take an Excedrin versus really taking an inventory of who I am and saying, no, you're really dehydrated or you have this type of deficiency, or you don't get enough sleep, or, and so when we, when it comes to dating, I think we do the same thing, and that's how a lot of these gurus create these prescriptions, and even somewhat build their platforms with this one answer to, like, this is your problem, or this is your top three issues when it comes to dating, not taking account, and account the very nuances of life, right? Like, you could, honestly, you can just be in a location where the type of men <laughs> that you desire do not exist. It, like, it can be something as so, and I think, and as we have this conversation, I think it is important to understand that there isn't a, an answer that is a magic bullet, a gold. I get cliches wrong all the time. Was it golden bullet, magic bullet, bullet, silver, gold? I don't know. You guys know what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's not a, it's not a, single answer to anything. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why um, I said through, through, you know, with her question again, that she's really battling with, you know, when it comes to dating, being able to separate her heart from it. And she feels like she's taken men too deeply sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's why I said, you know, through this lens, the lens of, I believe that she is asking how to slow down the dating process because she's consistently being mishandled by men, which we, uh, who wants that, right? Like, no, uh, I think a lot of women, we do want that one guy, especially my clients, right? So I can't speak for all women, but as far as like the lane that I'm in, we all want that one guy that we can just give all of this love that we have to this one guy and how come he cannot reciprocate that? Where's the reciprocity, right? And so we do want to stop this cycle because we do want to figure out a way to have that um, reciprocity. Isn't that a, a, 
was her name song. Was, was, yeah, I was thinking about it. It's like, <laughs> rest, surprise, yeah. the yes. What is her name? Laura yes. Hill, isn't it? Laura Hill, there we go. Okay. That's where I got that big old word from because <laughs> I would have never, ever thought of a word, reciprocity, uh, without her. Uh, <clears throat> but I say that to say, so we're, we're trying to answer through that lens as the at, at best as we can in this 30-minute, 45-minute conversation because at the end of the day it does start with you so going back to your headache analogy like everybody usually if i have a headache people are like oh you got some tylenol you got some tylenol i know tylenol doesn't work for me me either yeah and i actually have to use a leave right so the principle is the same like okay you probably need to take some medicine or drink some water or whatever but you have to figure out if that actually works which one works for you in that lane of that that principle, if, if that makes sense. Um, and and so, I also, I also want to add, like, it, I know we're talking about medicine or we, no. we're using this analogy. You could also be a person that, you know, you do not like to take medicine. So you have to find a different route. Yeah. And then what happens is you have all these people around you telling you to take Tylenol. Yep. You take Tylenol, it doesn't work. And right. you're like, oh, it must be something wrong with me. And so if we, if we, if we, relate that to dating like when we have these methods and we have people sharing their experiences again it's just it's a it's a grain of i need to stop trying to use like cliches but it's like a, a grain of sand salt, yeah, of salt, salt sand something small sugar whatever you know <laughs> look and i'm supposed to be the one who has a brain fog right now <laughs> yes a grain of salt we take everything with a grain of salt yeah um so I, I just, again, I, and I know we're going to move forward in this conversation, but just understanding what happens when we are, when, when we think things don't work out um, or when someone does pass on some type of, some type of advice or even what we're hearing on social media. Right. And, and, and a good example of that is, you know, there's so many messages out there about waiting for sex, having sex. Do you do it in the first 90 days? Do you do it on the first date? Will a man stay with me if I do this? It's really about, again, knowing who you are. So I know exactly who Rika is through my experiences that I have had, that I cannot be the woman who is sleeping around. I can't do that. I, that it doesn't work for me. So I don't care what Cameo says, what Kevin Samuel says, what whoever the heck says about sex and it's just sex and men don't care and, or they will, because there's so many messages out there. Will they call you a slut or will they not? Will they not leave you or will they not? So I don't care that Cameo is taking Tylenol or whoever is having sex whenever they're having sex. There's no, it's not a judgment call on their character. It's about who Rika is and my prescription to myself. And to me, um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, the Bible talks about guarding your heart. And what does that mean? I think that each of us have a different principle, a different prescription to what that looks like. And for me, I want to show up as authentically as Rika as possible, but that does not mean that I have to have sex. That's not authentic to me. That because what what I was doing in the past was thinking like oh I'll have sex with him because that's the cost of dating or he'll stay uh, I'll 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 lose this good man if I don't give it up right away um, and I no longer subscribe to that way of thinking and so in order for me to guard my heart and maybe not lead so much with my heart is I took sex off the table now does that mean that I'm not nice to these men you know like um, because like you said to me. 
I guess we'll get into that next. Dating with your heart. Like, what does that look like for you? And I guess for me, again, it's showing up at, as authentically as possible as who I am, as goofy as I want to be sometimes, as maybe uh, my introverted self as I want to be sometimes, uh, leading with grace, kindness. I'm not rude to these men. I don't, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm God's gift to man, right? Well, he should just woo, woo, woo. And out here, um, leading, I guess, um, in a more like bitter way, like I deserve, like, so you, since I deserve it, you should just automatically give it to me. I know that there's things that I also have to give grace. And I also have to, again, uh, lead with love like I want. So to me, that would be, I guess, dating with, um, with, with your heart. What, what would that mean for you, Cameo? Um, dating. So I think, honestly, I think for me, dating with my heart, could get me in trouble because <laughs> because like again because I know me yeah. um because if I have decided that I like you I think I not to say I've learned to keep my boundaries in place but if I have some type of attraction towards you then I know I will extend more grace to you I know that I will be just a little bit more lenient to you I know that I will then begin making up excuses so because I know myself when it comes to maybe liking a guy or being interested in a, in a guy, I know I have to, like, I, be, I know I have to pause, right? And understand my principles and what I sincerely desire from a man. Um, and so while my heart is present, right? While I am still kind and compassionate and showing that I'm interested, there's also, you know, Cameo has learned there's only so far I'm going to go, right? Um, based on what I desire at this point in my life and based on what I will do at this point in my life. And when I say that, I want to be pursued. Baby, I'm not asking you out. You know, um, I um, I may show you that I'm interested or or whatever it is and, and we can hang out to a certain extent. We can become friends because I also desire a strong friendship beforehand. But I also know if I like you, like if I warm up to you, I'm going to become a little bit more lenient. And so I do have my heart, but I also have my principles and my boundaries. And I always have to come back to that. Like, what do you want? Why do you want it? And how is that connected to your core? Because we could also desire some things, but it's not connected to our sincere core. When I say that, like we can desire a man, we hear this a lot, you can desire a man that's over six, six feet, but what does that really have to do with your core, right? What does that have to do with your core? Right. For me, my core is, do you have a strong foundation like in your faith? Like, has your faith been tested? <laughs> you know, um, are you authentic? Are you sincere? Um, will I feel spiritually safe with you? Right. Bump six feet. Like, like, cool. Yep. You tall. But when it comes down to the things that I sincerely desire, like, like, I have to pump the brakes and I have to bring myself back to it. So that allows me to balance leading with my heart with, with, with logic. Because if Cameo led with her, I probably, listen, I probably would have been in and out of 50 million relationships. <laughs> right. Because it, it is, it really is only with the men that we like, right? Like we're not having these issues with dudes that we don't like, like whatever. I don't like you, uh, you know, Brandon, get out of here. Like, but it's the one, it's, it's, it's the Tyrells or whatever that we, we, we sincerely like 
and we want it to work out. So then we jump, I guess, heart first, um, where we are giving way too many excuses. We're extending way too much grace because we really like him. So I do want to go back to this living, um, the, the mixing the boundaries and being authentic to ourselves. And again, when you're a woman who is finally like, you know what, I am consistently being mishandled by men and I am ready to figure out how to stop this cycle. You will then take a deep dive into who you are, right? Because if you don't know who you are, you can't show up authentically. And you also don't know, like Cameo said, I know that when I really like a guy, I will do this, this, and this. And I have to put... boundaries and parameters around myself in order to slow down the dating process so I can stop that cycle of being mishandled. And it's executing those boundaries. I always say it is in your boundaries that you show yourself you love yourself. And psychology 101, you are your behaviors. So it doesn't matter how many times you say, I'm never going to allow a man to do this to me. I'm, I'm, you know, know myself, know my worth. And when the song comes on in the club, you're the first one to be like, I'm this kind of woman and you're performing confidence. It doesn't matter how much you say that. If you're actually not executing it well, then you're not that woman. That is just you performing confidence. You are your behaviors. So I always ask you to ask yourself, what do your what do your behaviors with men show you about you right yeah. and so again let's go back to um showing up uh, authentically as yourself i wrote down this question um don't let your past experience because this is what you said and in our private conversation and you said don't let your past experiences that are non factors now dictate how you show up authentically do you remember saying that unless- I- I, I do. Listen, I'm listen. I'm glad that you wrote down some some of the things I said. <laughs> because... I be taking notes. Conversations. I'm like, I do this. I be taking notes because I would be like, oh, let's unpack that. Yes. Yeah. Because so leading with your heart. So I think I I want to make sure I'm not mixing mess- messages because I initially said you know it's okay to lead with your heart, and then I said what I do. Like I have to stop myself from leading with your heart, and so okay. understand. So under I just want to be clear. Like, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with leading with your heart, but you have to understand where that takes you. And if you can lead with your heart in a safe space, because like you said, the word of God is very clear, guard your heart. And so are you guarding your heart when you're leading with it? Right. And I think a part of that guarding is the boundaries. Um, So it can safely go to and fro in relationships and love and care and so on and so forth. And so I made that statement because we tend to get in relationships or meet people, have exchanges or experiences with individuals. And because that experience wasn't good, we intentionally, because there are also some unintentional spaces, but we intentionally create rules or we intentionally allow those negative experiences to change how we decide to show up in in the next relationship. Meaning I'm not going to be as nice. I'm not. And and listen, I'm somewhat of a product of that too, because I'm like, I'm not going to show him that much grace. Like, nope, first time done, you know, (laughs) cut it off. Yes, I know. And like, and sorry, I just want to, and, and, and then that is the space I believe a lot of us are in once we do the work, right? Because once you do the work, you see things so differently, 
So it is like I can you I could just cut you off because my Angelou said when people show you who are that believe them. So I'm about to just cut you off in two seconds. So there does need to be like this balance of like grace because we we are human. And sometimes I'm gonna rub a man the wrong way. I'm not perfect. I will never be perfect. Doesn't matter how much work that I do. Sorry, just wanted to put a pin in that. Go ahead. No, but I think but I think it's it's so true. And I'm glad you brought it up, right? So my Angelou, you know. Uh, a, a literary giant, right? Who has had a world of uh, lifetimes of experiences when it comes to people, when it comes to living, when it comes to being a woman. And, um, and, and I just want to, I don't want to compare, but how we have that one sentence and we take it and we run with it. There are, are so many phrases, so many um, cultural um just 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 things that we say and we adopt and we adhere to without sincerely examining is that a healthy is that a is that healthy for me and do i do i align with that and, and is that realistic like there are so many things that have happened in our culture when it comes to how we handle people everything from and i don't want to go too far off on a tangent because we're staying with dating but um i think at one point in time they were talking about you don't owe your friends an explanation what you what like why would you not <laughs> say this is why why would you not say this is why you cannot you know you know this is why I can't go out with you right yeah yeah so you said something there like we take these quotes because you know I love my Angelou and I use that quote all the time mm-hmm. because we can take these quotes run with it without doing any of the work not know what it means and then also not know what it means for us what does that mean hey girl hey okay had to pause the show real quick and remind you of two things some housekeeping if you will okay number one we are on track to hit 20,000 listens of single you the podcast and that means a lot of you yes you (laughs) have not left a review yet. My goal in 2022, what I wrote down as my goals for this year is to have 100 reviews because it not only, it not only helps me, it really honestly helps you as well. If you are a woman who was like, yo, this message, these discussions that are happening on this podcast, they need to be out there. Every woman needs to hear this message. If you feel that way, could you just pause right now? Just right now, hit pause, pause, and leave a review. That's all I ask you to do. You can literally take something that you heard from one of the episodes and say, I loved it when Rika said X, Y, Z, or this is what I took away from this episode, or I loved it with when um, insert one of my guests that have been on the show said this leave a five-star review, leave the comments. I really want the comments. Plus, you know what else it does? It helps me see you, right? Cause I don't, I don't know that I'm talking to you, but when I get to read something from you, when you send me a message, when you leave a review, I get to see you and be like, yo, shout out to Leslie. She did leave a review. She actually hit me up on TikTok too and was like, yo, you're going to get your 100 in 2022. I'm rooting for you. And you are the 35th review, Leslie. She says, I love your show, Rika. 
this podcast came into my life in perfect timing. I absolutely love the fact that you include scriptures and your poem in episode 47 was on point and touching. Hearing your journey and other women's made me not feel so alone with my previous struggles. So thank you. No, thank you, Leslie, for leaving a review. Okay, so leave a review. Leave a review, please. I'm begging you. I promise you, once I get to 100, I'm gonna start giving away money, though. Like, I'm not that I'm not even joking. I'm gonna start giving away money. Okay, lastly, your second reminder, if you are interested in coaching, you have arrived at a place where you are like, I'm ready and I need somebody to hold my hand. I need somebody to help me with the blueprint and the strategy in this healing journey. If you're there, then I want you to fill out the application. Take my assessment. Doors to Single You Academy are closed right now, but I want you to take the assessment so you can start preparing, um, especially mentally and financially. And here's one way to know that you are ready. You are not worried about the price, right? I've said this before. If they had a cure for cancer or whatever your um, medicine needed to be, you are not asking the doctor the price. You are just going to take the medicine and figure out the rest later. Now, when you are ready for healing in whatever lane, you don't care about the price. You'll figure out the rest later. I'm not talking to you if it's between your mortgage and food for you, for your kids, what have you. No, 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 no. I am talking to you if you are a professional woman and you truly believe in investing in yourself because that's what it is it is an investment that that is what single you academy is so if you are ready to stop that cycle of dysfunction that you've been having with men and you've taken yourself as far as you can go with the help that you've been doing on yourself and the journey you've been on and now you need somebody to hold your hand fill out the assessment the link will be in the bio um of the no sorry <laughs> the link will be in the show notes i'm used to saying link in my bio on instagram the link will be in the show notes and you can read up on Single You Academy by clicking that link. Go to singleyouacademy.com. And as always, if you want to hit me up, you want to ask me a question, my Instagram DM is open, TikTok, what have you. Um, so go ahead and slide into my DMs, okay? You can say whatever it is you need to say, or you can even send me the word boundaries. And that's how I know that you are looking for um, help and guidance on your journey. All right, that's it. Let's get back to the show. You have to figure that out that I think that the, this life that we are given, it is going to be a constant journey of figuring out what works for you. And you have to ma like, you have to go on that journey. So it doesn't matter the amount of um, inspiration you have, the advice that's all over the internet. Just know that there isn't one thing as we were talking about earlier, that is going to work for you. There's not one little magic bullet. And then all of a sudden you get the relationship you want. Um, <clears throat> so whenever you're hearing even, and I say this a lot on my podcast, like I'm not an expert. I am just giving you advice, I guess, advice, use that term loosely through the lens of my experiences and what has worked for me and what I know has worked for my clients inside of the program that I have. So that's why I'm always clear about this is the woman that I work with, a woman of faith who is um, ready to stop that cycle of being mishandled with men, um, uh, mishandled by men, sorry. 
COVID brain. Um, so I want to have a tangible example about this, like, um, do not let your past experiences that are non-factors now dictate how you show up authentically. So I've always had an issue with men telling me I'm too much. Literally, my $10,000 boyfriend, y'all heard me talk about this before, literally broke up with me saying I had a two together. I've heard that my whole life. And so for me, you know, I could have went the other way where I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to minimize myself and not show up like that. Because when I do, they run like, oh, Rika has a two together. She's well put together. She's a professional. Um, and I decided in my journey of doing the work and it's a journey and I'll continue that. No, I'm not. I, I want to show up as too much. Like I want to, like, I, you know what I mean? Like as much as I still in the back of my mind am afraid of that, like, oh dang, you know, it's like, I, I don't want to pretend that I'm somebody that I'm not. And so I saw this, uh, this meme the other day that I'm going to read. It was a tweet and uh, it's from coach. Her name is Carla. Oddly enough, shout out to our friend Carla, but she says, you think you're being a low maintenance partner, but you're actually just afraid your partners won't show up to your needs. So you pretend to not have any. You should impact a space you're in. It's okay to require things from the people in your life. You are not too much. And I was like, girl, I'm about to print this because if she is not speaking to that, that, that part of me that is still a little afraid and the tangible example in my real life, in this dating world that I am in, Somehow I got on a conversation with just, he will remain nameless. And this does not, this is not um, a call to his character or anything, but somehow we got on the subject of, um, it, he doesn't ask me a lot of questions. Whenever we talk is because I hit him up first. He'll answer all of my questions. He, he can have a great conversation when he's talking about himself. But as far as like the call and response and like, oh, so why do you do what you do? And getting to know somebody, right? I love questions. And I brought that up. And when I tell you it took me like a day and a half to do it, because I was in my head like, oh, am I asking for too much? I don't know. Like, where are we in the relationship? It's only been eight weeks or whatever. Like, am I allowed to and blah, 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 blah. But because I know myself so much that one, I'm holding myself accountable to the woman I say that I want to be. And I want to show up fully in that, that that's, that's number one. Number two, I am allowed to like take up space in this relationship that you say you want to build with me. Like you said, I'm interested. You said you want to get to know me. So I am actually trying to teach you how to get to know me. And if you don't have any questions for me, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And when I tell you cameo, and again, I don't know if he's going to listen to this. And I really, I, I don't, I guess I really don't care either way, but I hope he hears my heart. I'm not judging your character. Right. But he did. He said, okay, he'll work on it. Number one. And number two, that he just felt that it was like, oh, I'm just some, some, for some reason in my mind, it makes me think that I'm just being nosy. So, and of course I told him it wasn't in this and that or whatever, but I haven't heard from him in like a day. Oh. So, you know, my mind, right. It's like, oh my God, see, I'm too much. I'm too much. Da, 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 da. But the, the healed part of me is like, no, you showed up as yourself authentically. And if he like it for him, not, um, 
if we never talk again, mm-hmm. I'm proud of myself because he showed that showed him. I showed him that you are not the man for me then because I just need you to ask me some questions, boo. Larika, I have so much I need to say. Because <laughs> yes, I can see it, but I just want right. to finish my thought. I can I see can... it. Yes, go, 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 go. But, but you said so much. I'm going to try to work backwards. And so I think one thing that we we fight against as women is that we very much and very clearly understand that there is a prescribed version of a good woman, a good wife, Right. And that is the person who very much makes a man feel comfortable, who doesn't push back, who um, is his peace, whatever that means, um, who doesn't cause too much ruckus, who, who shows up in the relationship prim, proper, and ready. Um, and, and they don't ask a lot of questions. Like they chill. They, and that is embedded in, in who... In, in our desires to be in a healthy relationship. Because... I don't know about you, but I know for me, I want to please. Like I have a desire to, like, I want you to be happy with me and with who I am. Um, and sometimes when, when, you know, my thing is on my, on, on, on my podcast is to talk about confessions, being, being honest about who you are, where you are. I don't care what it is being honest. And so one thing that I fight against um, is putting myself first and my pleasure and my desire over somebody that I'm with, Right. Um, and, and when I say that, like I can easily morph, shift and be malleable to what you want. Right. And so therefore you're happy and you're pleased and you're good to go. And I'm happy because you're happy because who isn't happy when their partner is, is happy about something you did or who you are. And so I think that's one thing that we push against when you, um, talk about showing up authentically as yourself, we're fighting against this prescribed version of a woman that we come to understand and then the other piece is standards and desires. And that kind of rolls into that as well about being very clear on what you desire in a relationship. And um, and I think I, I was listening to something and they were talking about asking men questions and the men who typically, and again, I'm not trying to, I think I am about to throw some shots here, but the men, the men shoot shots, throw shots. I need to stay away from these, some, from, from these cliches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you better, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to um, chop it out. Let us in. Let us in. <laughs> um, but the men who typically, in, in, in my experience, the men who shy away from questions are hiding something, right? They don't know who they are. And they realize that it, the questions that I ask, it is either calling you to a standard that you're not ready to meet, right? Or it's calling something out that you know that you need to work on, right? And, 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 and I think we know that. We may not consciously know that, but something in our spirit, because that's why we're asking the question, because something, some, something ain't lined up with what you said or what's happening. Something didn't line up. Something didn't line up because how come you're not asking me questions because in my mind if you're interested in me you're interested in me meaning you want to know more about me now I don't want to make that assumption right but when I'm interested in somebody when I'm interested in a man I got questions I want to know who you are because to be in in, in how I understand love and care in order for you to truly love someone and care for someone is to know them right and so when I am like, how can you say you're caring for me and you're loving and you and you love me? And I know love, we taking a deep eight weeks, whatever. But um, to get, to get to know me, right? Like, like 
if you if you don't know that <laughs> you know that I'm allergic to uh, peanut butter, and you think you're doing something nice for me, and you buy me something with peanut butter, you don't, you don't know me. You can't love me. And so how so how how are we in a supposed to be building something? I'm not even going to get into this idea of leadership. If that's what you subscribe to, how are you going to be able to be in any type of role with me, in any type of relationship with me, if you are not cognizant or aware of who I am, what I, what my needs are, what my purpose is, if we align any of any of the how, how, sway? Like, how? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> and it, it, so all of this goes back to, right, answering her question, which was, how do I take my heart out of it? And because I'm taking men too seriously. And obviously she's continuing to get hurt, right? And and it, it starts with this inquiry, is that the word? On yourself. Because if I didn't know that I needed a man, because so it, I love conversation, right? I love it. 2017 prior, I didn't know that I needed to have conversation, like deep conversation. A lot of the pain that I've had in the past with men is because none of them really wanted to get to know me. But I let a lot of that slide. Like, yeah, okay, what's your favorite color? What school did you go? All that surface stuff doesn't matter. I can we ask those questions? Sure. You should know my favorite color is blue. My room is blue. Maybe you should know that. I don't know. But that is not going to help you in loving me correctly. And what I want at the end of the day is to be loved correctly. I want you to read the manual that God made for Rika. You read it and you're like, okay, boom. And in order to read it and understand it, you have to ask me questions. And that is so important to me. And I did not know that until I started doing this work, right? So leading with my heart, showing up authentically, now that I know that because I I studied, I can say that to a man with confidence, with the audacity to believe that I can get what I want and the patience to wait for it. Because the fear is there that he'll leave. Oh, I'm going to be too much. I don't know that I could ever tell anybody that, oh, your fears and stuff go away. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe if you're a monk or something, I don't know. For Rika Janelle Robinson, who's a cancer, who thinks too doggone much, <laughs> so much feelings going on. I overthink it. And I know that, but I, now because I've done the work, I'm, I'm able to capture my thoughts and say, if he does leave, so what? Yeah. Yeah. I, that is exactly what you said. And I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it wrong. Your quote wrong. But basically if, if I'm calling him to be the man that he doesn't know how to be, he will leave. And that has to be fine with me because too many times I stuck around with men who didn't know how to be the men that I needed them to be. And I'm no longer here. I, this is not build a man. Right. I'm not holding you into anything. You just don't come. I'm going to come and we're going to see if we're suitable for each other. And if we're not, but you're able to execute in that lane, you're, you're able to slow down the dating process once you know who you are. And once you get rid of that mindset of thinking, oh, having a man makes me more valuable. 
Yeah. You have to get rid of that mindset. You have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I see your wheels turning. So go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so much when I think about, you know, what I really desire in a relationship. Cause that's earlier. I talked about boundaries, right. And I, and I talked about leading with my heart. We're basing this on, um, one of your viewers questions and what boundaries do my boundaries always come back to what I sincerely desire. Um, and what I try to surround myself with and what I think is a part of, uh, of, a, of a successful relationship. And one of, one of the things I think about is what does love really feel like, right? What does, and I think love feels like freedom, right? Where you're able to show up authentically as yourself. Like you have no hesitation in being who you are. If anything, you are allowed to be more of who you are than in any other space with this person because they accept you, they love you um, for who you are. Now, this doesn't negate your desire to grow or your need to grow in certain areas or anything like that. But I think that is a part of too, like for me, my call as well as the other person's call to be authentically themselves. And I think I can only find that out if I'm asking questions, if I'm showing up authentically. And then it was this other quote, like I always keep it in rotation for me um, cause it reminds me of what I want and I'm going to butcher it, but it's something along the lines that, that says there are people who will run their fingers through your mind and through your soul before they even begin to touch your body. Um, and I'm, I'm misquoting it, but it's the idea that you, that the desire is there for me, right? For my spirit, for my core, for if something happened to my face, to my legs, to whatever tomorrow, the core of Cameo is what you're attracted to. All these other things, that's like the cherry on top. And that's the same desire that I would have for him. And I think that only comes by way of asking questions. That only comes by way of being authentically you. That only comes by way of setting these boundaries of what you really desire and keeping your heart present. So not dismissing it, but keeping your heart present. And, and I think, and that was the heart of me, the grace of me to say, you said you were interested, right? You said that you wanted to get to know me. So let me tell you something that you're doing that is not rubbing me the right way. Did I say it with an attitude? No. Um, did I say it with disrespect? No. Um, did I say it wanting like to, to basically give him a safe space in it as well? Sure. Cause maybe he didn't know. But instead of just thinking, oh, he doesn't know and it'll get better. I know that how you start is how you finish. So <laughs> I'm like, I need to, you said you were interested, bro. Like you said, so let's have the conversation about the things that you are not doing correctly to get to the core of Rika. And, and I think I may be going off on it again, an, another tangent, but something I read is that women tend to listen to a man's words and believe that. Uh, but it's his actions we should be paying attention to, which I think, which I hear, but I still think I, I, I'm going to call somebody on the carpet of that. Because if you are a man of integrity, if you are like, what? Because essentially you're lying to me. When you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, like, that's like, like, oh, oh, bro, you ain't, your yes is not a yes and your no isn't a no. <laughs> you lukewarm, baby. You Listen. That out. So <laughs> how, how am I going to trust your word when we move forward? If you're talking about being in a relationship, how am I going to trust your word when you tell me to do something? Right. I, I say, tell me that's, that's whatever and whatever. But if we're in a, if we're in a heated debate or if you say something to me or if something goes down, I need to be able to trust 
what you say. And right. if you if right. you if right. you can't even do bare minimum and you said we gonna do X and X number comes, how? How sway? And because I, I, people just say things, right? Especially in the moment and the feelings and and you know, I'm a cute girl, so it's easy to say, yo, I'm interested. Like, what's up? What's good? Okay, but what does that mean? So you know what I mean? Because and so once I call you to the carpet and explain to you, these are the things that I like or what have you, and then you don't do it, that means you're not, you weren't interested in me. You were just going off the natural, fleshly spirit or what have you, which is fine, I guess, because I do think that we have to be attracted to each other. But for me, I will always call you to the carpet if you say I am interested in you. Cool. Well, this is what I don't like that you do. That's it. And I think the the right person um, that you're with will match... I kind of want to say like match your energy to a certain extent. Like you guys will find the yin and the yang and and, and, and whatever, whatever that looks like. But I'm, I'm Rika, I'm wholeheartedly on board with you. And I, and I get that push and pull that, oh, maybe I need to be softer. All right. But are you sincerely, whatever that means, softer, but are you sincerely soft? Maybe I'm not. And whoever I'm supposed to be with, he'll be quite all right. He may, he may yeah. like that part of cameo. He that yeah. may be the thing that gets him. Like, oh wow, she 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 challenged me. <laughs> you exactly, know? exactly. And and I do want a man who wants me to challenge him, not in a disrespectful way, but we should be challenging each other. You know what I mean? Like, I just it, then it's boring if we're not. What are we doing? Um, okay, so I do want to end on this. Um, things that we we um, said in our private conversation before we went live, I'm going to mention, and I want, and then I want to end on us talking about how religion plays a role in the pressure to like get this relationship thing right, right? So there is a difference in dating a man who wants a relationship and wants to be married versus a man who uh, doesn't, who is, and and I'm not saying that the guy that I was talking to is or what he wants, I don't know. Um, but he, again, he did say these things like, I want a mature relationship. I want to slow it down. I want all of these things, which is great. Um, but I feel like in this moment and maybe two days from now, he'll still be around. But I feel like in this moment, the pressure got too much for him. And he, when he got called to the carpet, couldn't rise to the occasion. So there is a difference. And that's why we have to be having these first figure out who you are, right? As as best as you can. Then have these conversations with these men. Ask every question you want to. Do it in fear. Because like I said, I had some thoughts like, oh God, he's up too much. He's going to, um, but just do it afraid, right? Um, and then, okay, so I guess this is going to be two parts of it because in ending, and this was only supposed to be 30 minutes and I think we're like 45 minutes in, but in ending this discussion with the question that she had, right, that she was battling this when it comes to dating, being able to separate her heart from it. And she was taking men too deeply, which we took as she was asking, how do you slow down the dating process? Because I'm sick and tired of being consistently mishandled by men. And we had a discussion about our faith because we're women of faith. We grew up in church. How sometimes, and I know this was true for me, the pressure with religion and faith to get it right has us dating in fear. Because we're so afraid to make the wrong decision. 
And if I believe in God, I should be able to make right decisions at all times. Do you believe that we have a pressure from like the religion space? Sometimes our faith, when we really didn't go on the journey to figure out who God was for us, do you feel like there's a pressure there that is causing us to date with fear? No doubt. <laughs> with, with, without a shadow of a doubt, Rika, um, I think it is present. Um, I, I think I had it on both ends, right? Where I was in a relationship and I just wanted to explore. I just wanted to have fun. I wanted to see like if I really liked this dude, if this could, if this could turn into something. So I initially entered the relationship um, very, uh, very no nonsense, right? I liked you. You like me. Let's see where this can go. In the onset, he was like marriage. I said, whoa, 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 calm down, <laughs> calm down. But, but then along the line and it, and it was, it just didn't, it just didn't feel good because I liked them, but I wasn't thinking that deep in terms of a lifelong commitment. And a part of me felt like bad because I sincerely did like you, but you felt as though you were so sure of this marriage thing. And I'm just like, wait, calm down. So that's on, on one end. So I think we do, the pressure is there from the faith community. And then um, I internalized that. And so the next relationship I was in, I was applying the pressure like, well, you should know if you like me, you should, <laughs> you should know off the bat. And I don't think that, I think that takes away from the now, right? All we have is now. We don't have five minutes from now. We don't have five minutes ago. All we have is what is in front of us. And I think Allowing us to, allowing ourselves to be in the moment, to be present, to simply get to know the person versus getting to know them to marry them will help us make a decision, right? Um, will help us build still healthy relationships. Because if it doesn't work out with you, I still think you can probably probably be a dope friend, maybe a maybe a business partner, maybe you know, you can come to my house warming, maybe our kids will play together. Who knows? Um but I definitely think the pressure of 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 marriage perfect getting married because we're faith and we should be after the ring and he should know in 10 minutes on site if I'm wife like it's on site on site baby as soon as you see me i want you to be like what's good let's get married right um and then and then there's uh the, the other piece was it because you said this uh in our private conversation before we went live as well is that when when there's so much pressure there's this pressure cooker of well you a woman of god so you should know and the goal in life is to get married and have kids we're on edge and we're thinking about every little thing that he does like oh he didn't open the door so he, he ain't he ain't husband material like <laughs> do you remember saying that and, and speak to that some some of that i i do because i used to be like that and i and i and i do not like it like i do not like examining your every move and running it through a barometer of your worth if you are my husband or if you or if you care for me like, I don't, I don't like that. Like, that's extra energy, emotional energy. When people are literally just existing and we're human and we have habits and we have different backgrounds, like we literally just can't, can't get to know each other. And so I do think, it, I, I definitely do think it's problematic. And even in the thought process of thinking that we could get it right and we're trying so hard to get it right, like that is literally opposite of Christianity, Right. <laughs> Because Use that say that. <laughs> oh, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it is literally text that I sent you. But go ahead. 
yeah, it is opposite of Christianity because when you think about it, our um, our faith, Christian's faith, is built on the work at the cross, and the work at the cross is rooted in our humanity, meaning we are a fallen group of people and we need God. We mess up. We need the blood of Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit. And so if we are aspiring to this idea of being right all the time, we're saying, I don't need your blood. I don't need your help. I like I, I don't need any of that. I'm just I'm I'm good. And listen, I'm speaking from this is from when God checked me from that space. <laughs> when God told me, oh so so like why are you trying to be right? so hard right i think there's a space for our desire to please god but it that we can we easily cross the line we have crossed the line so many times and thinking that if i mess up as though the god we serve is not omniscient it's not um, like hasn't planned and doesn't know you're you're gonna f up in this place so i'm, mm. I'm i have grace for cameo here i have grace for rita here mm. i know you're gonna mess up right i'm gonna try to i'm gonna send messages to you i'm gonna pull you together like i'm and this could be like a huge theological argument. It could be somebody on the other end of the fence. Um, but I don't see based on who I am and based on my conversations with God and based on my desire to get it right and commune with God and to just just asking God to make me more sensitive to his spirit. I don't I don't see with me having that posture. I don't see God just allowing me just to. Oh, she made the wrong one move. Oh well, that's that's it for cameo. Right, she ain't never gonna find a husband. <laughs> made whoop whoop whoop, and it's uh, it's okay. A couple things, and then we'll we're we're, we're done. Um, because I was having this conversation with my cousin, and he always says you're more Christian than me or whatever. And I'd be trying to tell people it's not about more less whatever. Like just have a relationship with God. Like figure that out. But I told him, I said, the, the problem with women of faith and where I was is thinking that, and we've had this conversation before, Cameo, that Beyonce never messed up, Oprah never messed up, and here I am, I gave a whole man $10,000. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I, I suck at this relationship thing, and I'm never going to get the actual relationship that I want because I messed up so much. And we live in a space in this religion space because God hates divorce and blah, blah, blah. And we're dating as if we're already married. Y'all not. So how about instead of like getting married and just trying to make it work because God hates divorce? How about we get this single part of us right first and, and right in air quotes, because there is no perfection. But if Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 8, you know it's tatted on my heart, where Paul says to my widows and to my unmarried people, it is better to stay single as I am. And then he goes in to explain why. We should probably try to figure out what he means by that for us. So you get this solo journey as um, you master it as best as you can before you get married. And then... That's why God is like, well, I hate divorce because it's messy or whatever. But he's not saying you can just marry whoever and then don't get a divorce. No, there's like principles and there's levels to this and everything. Also, when you were speaking, <clears throat> because we're so in this mode of like, oh, my God, he didn't open the door for me. He didn't call me back right away. He didn't do these things. So he's not husband material. We throw men out as if if you're not husband material for me, then you're not worthy. 
you're nothing. Like you, you're a trash man because he didn't open the door because he didn't No, I just, I feel like a lot of women, we don't give enough grace, not only for ourselves, but for men as well. They're still children of God. You call yourself a woman of faith and a child of God. And if you truly believe that, then you know, everybody on this planet is a child of God, but you will throw him away because he isn't what you, you, you're, your what was the word that you used dissecting him way uh -huh. too much yeah. and i feel like you wrote something down so go ahead and then i'll read the text that i sent to you and my cousin how do you know i'll be writing stuff down because <laughs> like look we both went to howard we both was in tv production we both know how to do interviews we both know how to like <laughs> so you and i when we be in discussions we'd be like hold on she said this so let me right, bring it right right yeah. um, so yeah. it was something you said about being um you know being successfully single Right. We talk yes, about being yes, successfully yes, married yes. and how can you be success successfully single? But I think what we really don't realize is that who we are single, who we are as an individual is very much who we are in a relationship. And so if you are unhappy single, you will be unhappy married. Um, if uh, put that on a T-shirt, if you are unhappy single, you will be unhappy married. I promise you. It's and for those of you who listen to my podcast all the time, you know, my cousin Linnea married 18 years, three kids. She told you that marriage yeah. didn't make her happy Mar and neither did them kids. Mar neither did them kids. Marriage, marriage or kids, in my humble opinion, they do nothing. They, they magnify the issue. If you become a better person because of your kids, I, I would like to believe that you already had a desire to become a better person. Like that that is who you are and this may have birthed that in you or this may have, um, you know, just like just giving you that extra little push that, but, but it doesn't solve, it doesn't have, like you, like if you have trauma single, you're still gonna have trauma in a marriage. And uh, this, it happened so long ago, but I just, I remember, I'm gonna, mm, I don't know if I wanna bring it up, but essentially there was a conversation about, um, who should therapize or counsel married couples? And the idea was that only a married person person should do it. And I have a friend, she's a therapist, and she, she wasn't offended, but she just kind of pushed back on it. And so did a lot of people, because I think what people fail to realize is 99.9% .9 of the issues, I'm going to say probably 100% of the issues that you have in your marriage are a result of an internal issue that you have personally. And people don't realize that. Like the issue you got with your husband is really a projection that you, not to say your husband's perfect, not to say your wife is perfect, but how you handle the situation, how you manage the situation. Like it's, it's you guys, it's trauma colliding. Once you get your trauma healed, you're nine out of 10 going to call him higher. And then it's up to him to decide what he wants to do with his trauma. And he's going to be all pissed. No, bro, go get your trauma go get your trauma, you know, taking care of you going therapy on your, so that's, that's really the point that I wanted to highlight, like yeah. get yourself yeah. together individually. And, and therapy, coaching, mentor, whoever you're using, they should be a mirror to who you are. Like they should make you dig deeper inside of you. That's why a lot of therapists always ask you, well, how did that make you feel? And da, 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 da. Now, I, there are lanes that you could be like, I may not ask this particular therapist about financial stuff. 
I may not, but it doesn't mean that they, it's not a knock on them and the work that they could do for me in a different lane, right? It's just you, again, the more that you look inside and figure out who God created you as, the more your your answers will come from there. And some of us do need help. That's why therapy exists. That's why coaching exists, mentorship, whatever. And, and I would arguably say all of us do. I don't think any of us could walk this earth. Even Jesus needed God. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I just don't, I, I don't see a life where you're just doing it on your own. <laughs> like, you know what it's, I mean? It's, it's yeah. impossible because yeah. I think T.D. Jakes talked about having a blind spot, right? Like just because of who we are, we have a blind spot. And also, Rika, just, just, just basic physicality. Unless something is invented, which I don't think it will exist, I will never, ever be able to fully see myself as I am. I'm always seeing a reflection of myself. So having someone else view you in a non-judgmental space will see things you can't see. Like it's, I'm, it's parts of my body probably I can't see that a, that a doctor and seen, right? And seen the inside of something. You know, I just, I just, I just. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you, because my wax girl, Alicia, she doesn't see things I will never <laughs> see. <laughs> like just, just have seen, just, Greeka. <laughs> That's my girl now. Yes. Listen, them positions that we have, you be like, wait a could you? They just have a full conversations. Like, I know you comfortable with my behind up in the air, but can I get can I get can I can I get comfortable? Listen, she know me better than any man will right now. Right now, as on today's day. But anyway. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, we had to get silly because that's me and Cameo. Okay. <laughs> so I want to wrap it up. If there was like, um, I'm going to read this text that I sent you because uh, this is kind of like the heart of me and how I want to be dating and living life. And there is no perfection. So I'm going to read that and then we'll end it with any last words that you would have for her, uh, for the, the girl who asked the question. And I'll put it back up on the screen. So <clears throat> this is what I said to you and my cousin. Because we're obviously, my lane is we're always talking about self-love and, and relationships and all of that. And I said, I also think that we have to stop being afraid of the outcome. We have to focus more on the now and making wise decisions. Yes, we should be wise. Why, God wants us to have wise counsel. We should be wise people. We should be striving to be a wise person. Sure. Yes, that's on the table. But also... So what if we break up? So what if I don't work out with the next guy? I'm not going to hell. Like, so what? It'll hurt, but I need to trust that I will get over it. I will heal and grow from it. At least that's the mindset I want to have, right? I remember watching an episode of Dr. Phil and this lady was trying to work it out with her husband who had cheated on her, but she, it was like two years removed and she kept making him pay for it. And Dr. Phil said, what are you afraid of? And she said that he will do it again and he will hurt me. And Dr. Phil said, and he hurts you and what? You don't trust yourself to get over it? And I wish I knew then when I was watching the episode what he's talking about. Whatever happens, I will heal and grow. I trust myself to get over it, to heal take the lesson and run. Now, what I've been through 
the $10,000, the emotional abuse, that ain't going to happen again. My, I, I'm going to have new mistakes, sure. But that is not going to happen again because now I'm wiser and I learned and I'm taking the lesson and I'm running. But I don't want to date from that space of fear. Like, oh my gosh, this man is going to hurt me. God is not, if it, it's not, it, it, I'm already going to heaven. I don't already, I believe in God. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart. I'm going to heaven. So this fear of like, if I don't get it right, I'm not a good Christian woman. If I don't get it right, I'm going to hell. We got to get rid of that. It's not happening. And go ahead, Cameo. To, to um, a long time ago, I understood what's typically at play when we make decisions. I think sometimes we think it is either love or hate. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's the case. I think it is love or fear. Um, and fear is, or hate is a product of fear. And that's what we tend to make decisions out of fear or love. Um, and if we can sincerely get to a place, because who wants to be in a relationship where you're making, cause you can feel that energy. Who wants to be in a relationship where you are making decisions and you are showing up based off of fear, your authentic, you will not exist in a relationship or in any space if you're making decisions like our brain composition and the hormones that are released in our body are different when we are afraid when there is fear present and so trying to make those slow what did you say if you're going to do it do it afraid and so trying to make those small changes where you really begin to do things out of love and understanding why like what are you really afraid of and then say okay if that happens and what and what and what because um a friend of mine we we're having a conversation i forget how long she's been married um but she said she says camille i i have no i am i do not think my husband is going to cheat on me right and i think that's a fear for a lot of women and some have just accepted like he'll cheat on me okay whatever but she says i just i i trust my husband that much based on what she has shown based on what he has shown based on what he has said not to say like she's just lollygagging in the relationship or or anything like that or not to think that women aren't out there going after him but i said wow what an amazing place that must be to be in a relationship where you in the farthest corner of your mind do not believe that your husband will cheat on you because of the actions that he has shown no matter what is going on in a relationship, no matter what fight y'all had, no matter, like, no matter anything, right? Like, what an amazing, like, what type of person would that produce? How, how free would you show up in a relationship? Because if I start doing things, thinking that you're going, like, I, the only reason I'm, I'm cooking dinner, like this for you is because I'm afraid some other woman is going to cook dinner for you and you're going to leave. Or the only reason I am working out or putting on lingerie is like, you're not doing that out of love. You're not doing that out of that's who you are. And so therefore your relationship is based on fear. And you can, you can, you can feel that. You can feel that. But that's how most of us date. Cause we don't want to be hurt, but that's not a promise from God. In fact, he said, you will go through trials. So, you know what I mean? Like, but, and so I just think a lot of us faith-based people, we actually don't know what that means to have faith. We don't have a relationship with God. Um, okay. So with that, is there any last, did we cover everything that you um, wanted to say about um, this question that she asked? Um, was there any other last words? I think, 
I mean, I think we very much covered it all, Rika. But the only thing I'll say is I think developing boundaries based on what you desire and really asking yourself, why do you desire those things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And is that what you truly want? And I think what helps me and maybe possibly what will help her is reminding yourself of those things, whether it is a love song, whether it, it, it is, you know, a conversation you heard a man had about how he loves his wife um, or the fact that he prayed. Like, it's hard for me to accept some things and do some things, accept some things from men and do some things that conflict with my standards when I'm constantly reminded of, like, how I know a man can love you with his spirit, like how he will protect you, how he, like, it's it's hard for me to accept those things. So keeping those things at the forefront of your mind, I think will help her to not make decisions or bad decisions that aren't healthy for her heart and get her to a place where she doesn't want to be. Yeah. Yep. I, um, it is always about holding yourself accountable to the woman you say that you want to be go on that journey. Yeah. All right. All right, Cameo, thank you so much um, for being on Single You, the podcast yet again. Is this episode like three, four? I don't know. It's (laughs) always fun. Right. (laughs) I love having Cameo on. Um, Thank you for everybody for sticking with the conversation, even with my COVID fog. And I know that I sound sick, but I do want you to know that I am doing much better. Just a little remnants, I guess. So with that, if you have any questions, just like the young lady did here, and you want me to answer, have a discussion, I like to call it a deeper discussion, not really answering or giving advice. I like to have the discussion because we're not having these conversations, Um, especially when we were growing up as millennials in the 90s, when nobody sent us down nobody nobody so i love having the discussion so if you have any questions my dm is always open so until next week bye i had to jump in here real quick to introduce you to single you merch yeah that's right single you the podcast we have merch now yeah because affirmations they can be on something better than a post-it note on your mirror. Yeah, how about affirmations on your couch in the form of a throw pillow or on your bed in the form of a throw pillow for encouragement? Singleyou.shop for you to buy the Single You merch, okay? You deserve it for picking you and breaking up with him. Christmas, New Year, Valentine's Day. Oh, totally your birthday. Your best friend or your best friend's birthday. (laughs) Simply because you want to encourage yourself, you want to encourage your best friend on any day that ends with Y. You can shop Single You merch right now at singleyou.shop. The link will be in the show notes. The throw pillows, what do they say on them? One says, happiness over history. Another, happily single. And another one says, sis, don't do all that healing just to date another broken man, hashtag. Stay sharp. Yeah, that's on the pillow. And lastly, singleness is not a punishment. The throw pillows are available right now, just in time for Christmas. More to come, but do your shopping right now at singleyou.shop. Consider me your homegirl in your head. 
Again, it's Rika. And if you need to reach out to me, listen, don't hesitate. It's not going to be weird on Twitter and on Instagram. I am just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A. And I'm going to put my Twitter, Instagram, and email in the show notes, okay? You can also join me over in my private Facebook group titled Singleness is Not a Punishment. I mean, come on, who am I? (laughs) You know my tagline? That's my private Facebook group. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, if I said something that resonated with you and really helped you, please share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring and you shouldn't be sitting on all this good information. So share it with your homegirl, okay? Or your homeboy. (laughs) Please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe and then you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you have time, can you do me a favor? It'll help me out as a small business owner and a podcaster. Will you leave a rating on this episode? All you got to do is say that you liked it or you can even type out what you took away from this episode. It really helps me and keeps me going, providing free content for you. So thank you so much for doing that. Production, my intro was made by one of the greats in production land. His name is James Tyler. Thank you for my intro. And he used Beyonce's single ladies, Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. He used Dua Lipa, her song, New Rules, and also Truth Hurts by Lizzo. All right, that's all I got for you this episode. We will talk again on the next one.